Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. You can see from my hat if you're watching this on the YouTubes. I just got back from St. Lucia last night about 1 a.m. Man, I did not get a sunburn, but had a blast. I had such a good time there. Went with my wife. 25th anniversary. We had an epic, amazing time. No kids. We didn't bring our kids. It was awesome. If you ever want to go there, check out Sandals Grand. Sandals St. Lucia Grand, I think it's called. Man, it was just incredible. Awesome. We got the, we, we splurged. We spent a lot of money. <laughs> Won't lie about that. We got the uh, premium, like over the water bungalows with the butler service. And uh, I'm not saying that to brag, but I, I am kind of bragging because it was so epic and amazing. It was awesome. It was amazing and fun, which is why I love this business, right? I mean, doing real estate, teaching real estate, all things real estate, man, like this, it, it, it funds a great lifestyle. And uh, if you're married or you're getting married, we even saw, like, I guess the big thing now is um, they're called baby moons. Baby moons, like instead of a honeymoon when you get married, people do the, the baby moons. So we saw these a lot of pregnant ladies out there with their husbands, like going on a big trip before they have the baby and whatever. So if you're having a baby or you're just a honeymoon or it's an anniversary or birthday, check it out. It was amazing. Epic, epic, epic. And don't ask me how much it cost because <laughs> it was a lot of money, but man, it was so much fun. It was worth it. We were only there for four days, three nights because our kids just stayed, stayed at home. And it was good. I mean, I wish I could have stayed a little bit longer, but I was glad to get back home. And I'm glad to be back in the saddle here doing podcasts. I already had a couple coaching calls today. I had a, I taught a class on my land stuff. And we got today a guy named Mark, Mark Sestilo, Sestilio, and a good friend that I just met. But I just met him and he's a good friend because he seems like a nice guy and he likes golf. I can tell he likes golf. You'll see from his pictures here. So any uh, guy who likes real estate and likes golf is a friend of mine. Um, so we'll be talking to him and he's got some great questions on this podcast. Uh, I started a new series where we're going to be talking about, uh, it's kind of like free coaching calls. And if, you know, somebody out there is wanting to maybe do a free coaching call and be willing to be out there on YouTube and Facebook, I will uh, help you for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. He's got three things he wants help with. Number one, he's been doing houses for a long time. Um, he wants to get to, he's transitioning into land. He wants to make a million dollars a year. So how does that kind of work? Two, Due diligence. How do you know you're making the right offer on the right properties? And number three, what things could he outsource to scale as quickly as possible? So three really, really good questions, and I'm going to do everything I can to answer them in 30 minutes or less. So welcome. If you're watching right now on Facebook or YouTube, just say hi. Comment down below. Tell us where you're from. Say hello. Subscribe to the channel. Like this video. And if you've got a good question for me or for Mark, I'll bring it up and we'll we'll answer your question. If you're listening to the audio podcast, I'm glad you're here. I really am. Um, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to this, right? And then leave me a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. One more thing. If you want more information on how to flip land and how the whole process works, I'm going to give you my contract for free. You can get the contracts that we use to actually close our deals. In fact, the class that I was teaching this morning, this is a deal that my son did. And I know it's, you can't see it on the video, but in Wilkes County, Colorado, 5.08, Wilkes County, North Carolina, 5.08 acres. We bought this property for $7,600 after closing costs. We sold it for $19,320 after closing costs and all of that, whatever. So we had a net profit on this deal of $11,224. This is a deal that my son did. 
And uh, this is why I love land so much is because you can do it with your family, with your kids. I don't know if Mark has kids yet. We'll ask him in a second. But it's a great strategy. If you want more information, if you want to see this actual contract that I use, go to simplelandcontract.com, simplelandcontract.com, and you'll get it. When you go there, you're going to get to a page that looks like this. Let me see if I can share my screen here. It's a real simple, oh, here it is. Boom. All right, you see that? Real simple con page. You just put your email in there and it will send you the contract along with an invitation to watch a class. And this is a class where I will um, teach you how the whole strategy works, how to use the actual contract here. So you can get that as well. Okay. All right. How about enough of that? Let's bring on Mark Sestilio. How you doing, man? Hey, Joe. Good. How you doing? Good, Mark. You can. How do I know you? Uh, he's a golf fan. Well, he's got a master's flag there on the right. He's got a little putting practice. What do you call it? Practice? Yeah, a little practice putting thing that I probably should bring home because I don't use it in the office too often. But <laughs> um, well, I am a golfer. Be cool, man. If you're ever in St. Louis, let's go sometime. Where do you live? I'm in Tampa, Florida. Nice. Tampa, Florida. Yeah. By the way, Dimitri here. I did 92 land deals last year, almost $1 million and less than 10K in marketing. Come on, Dimitri. Maybe he should be doing this call. That's awesome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's awesome, he said. Yeah. So the, uh, and I'm guessing Dimitri is either doing really big lots or he's developing some lots or he's doing a lot of texting. Um, so we can talk about that. Cool, Mark. You are a student of my course. You have my program and you're going through it right now. And you just started doing some direct mail recently, right? Yeah, so I bought the I bought the land course in no early November, and then a uh, little bit of a slow start because I'm like unloading uh, the houses that I have had that uh, didn't do so well with the market shifts. Um, so I had a lot of focus on that, and of course the the holidays and stuff. But um, first uh, first campaign started uh, went out just last Monday, doing a thousand letters a week, and nice. Already got a bunch of leads, and uh, I should. Cross the fingers, but I should have a contract back today, tonight. Good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Rob Swanson, who are you using FreedomSoft? I am. Yeah. Good. Rob Swanson, who owns FreedomSoft, while I was in St. Lucia, sent me a text. Him and his two kids, they were late teens, early 20s, just did a deal and netted $25,500 on their first deal, just following the formula, following it really simple. By the way, Dimitri just responded here. He's only wholesaling the deals, but he wholesaled them on the MLS for retail value. Good. One of the things I'm going to recommend is you're asking about scaling, Mark, is um, putting them on the MLS, getting a realtor to do it. Right. Because right. you, you start scaling into a million dollars, so that's 83 grand a month. You're definitely going to need good realtors in the, your markets to market and advertise your properties for you. Now, I teach in the program how to find them, but that's going to be a really important element as you scale your business. And he's doing texting and cold calling. Yeah. So I recommend starting with direct mail like you're doing. It's the best kind of lead to get. Because they're calling you. It's not an outbound cold call or text. They're calling you. You're going to convert a much higher percentage of them. And uh, I think you've probably already seen in the course, there are some services of companies that I recommend to do your texting for you. So definitely look at them, reach out to them. It's kind of more of an advanced strategy because you've been doing houses for a while. For your houses, what kind of marketing have you done? I've kind of done it all. Direct mail, I've done texting. I've outsourced it to other companies. Um uh, did some PPC and Facebook marketing and, and stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of adjustments that had to be kind of made. And especially at least in my, my market as really, really competitive. So yeah, but I couldn't agree with you more. Like I, 
direct mail to me is just the way to go. And with an increase, just a way better response rate than houses, at least from what you said, uh, you know, because I don't have a, a big data set right now on the direct mail, but I believe you. And I think that uh, it's it's already showing, you know. I was looking at um, an old market that I did. My class this morning is, I don't know if you were on that or not. I was teaching a class this morning and uh, it was in North Carolina. I had a 7% response. This was two and a half years ago, but I had a 7% response rate on my direct mail, which is really crazy. Today, I'm probably getting two or 3%, but still that's two to three times higher than what you get with houses every time. So what I recommend to people, and you should think about this as well, when you, when you find a good county with direct mail, take that same list and skip trace it and have a company text it for you. Texting for land is a lot easier than houses, a lot less competition. And when we do the text, it's really, really simple. It's just, hey, Jim, do you own a 2.6 acre lot in XYZ County? If they respond back, yes. The next text is, great, you wouldn't be interested in maybe selling it, would you? Or, you know, you'd change it around. You wouldn't entertain an offer, would you? If they say yes, the next text is, what's an email address? We'll send you an offer. So those three questions, you're not negotiating the price. You're not trying to get a number from them or anything. Yeah. You don't, not even trying to get information about the property. Super simple. And you get about, you know, for every 10 leads I get from direct mail, I might get 15 leads from texting a little bit more. The quality is not as good maybe, but it is what it is. When they respond, that goes into FreedomSoft and then you do the normal thing where you send an offer. So if you're going to scale, you got to do, I'm going to suggest more than just one type of marketing. Sure. Start with direct mail to find the good counties and you've got a good response rate. You're selling them well, good high demand for the properties. Then start looking at texting, then start looking at cold calling on top of that. Yeah. And then mail them again four, six months later. Maybe instead of a letter, send them a postcard, right? Similar to houses. It, is um, that kind of the strategy with, with the direct mail? I mean, I've kind of heard all over the map, like, you know, in houses, we would direct mail once every 30 days for five to six months. But do you think with land, it's kind of more for- I don't think stuff. you have to do it as frequently. Yeah. Um, so the way I like to do it is I have, and I think this is one of the questions you asked here, um, some of the states you're going into or you're interested in. Yeah. So you're interested in Florida, Texas, and North Carolina, all three great states. You're definitely, those are great states. Focus, don't, don't worry about any other states. Just hammer in, focus in like a laser beam on those, and you'll find plenty of deals. You get to a million dollar a year business easy, just in one of those states. Yeah. So- um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So when you find, when you pick a state, I recommend, you know, picking three, four, five, six counties in each of those, mail them all. And then you're going to find some good counties and bad counties. When you find the good county, maybe mail them every three to four months. And then, you know, you're going to find good counties that you just find, you just find your, your honeypot in, right? That's like, man, I want to go deep in there. So then mix it up, send them a letter one time, send them a postcard the next time, send them a handwritten yellow letter another time, text them cold column and all of that good stuff. Especially when you, you know, you find a county with a good realtor that can market these properties well for you. Definitely go deep into that, right? So you're you have a you have a full time, you're pretty busy. You're you're an entrepreneur. You've got two other businesses, right? Outside of real estate? I do. I don't spend a whole lot of time in those. They're they're actually bars. Okay. Bar slash restaurants that are fully managed, but you know, they they, they do take time. <laughs> real estate flipping houses, rehabbing houses, like I Traditionally, I started wholesaling. Then I worked for a guy for a couple of years, like kind of as his right hand man, doing a bunch of different things. And then started rehabbing properties like since 2013, 2014. And we were doing about 
20, 20, 25 rehabs a, a year. Uh, and so, you know, doing good. Um, but man, that, it's a lot of work. And I, the last few years with the increased competition, crazy market, it, you know, specifically here in Tampa, yeah, you know, margins got smaller and marketing dollars got bigger. And um, so I, I was kind of already at a point where I was like, I think I want to make some kind of transition. And um, I had heard you talk about land probably, I don't know, six, six, eight months ago or something like that. And then I kind of got caught with my pants down on uh, several of the houses that we're rehabbing with this shifting market. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going hundred percent in on, on land and I'm just going to go for it Excellent. after I get rid of these, these bad eggs that I had on uh, houses. So, well, I've, I feel like you've made a hundred percent right decision and not to say you can't do houses later on because you probably still have a ton of leads. You can still be following up with them. I do. So like, probably I would suggest stop marketing for houses. I did. The only marketing you should be doing for houses are, is follow up on your old leads. Cause I'm sure you've got, depending on how many leads you've got, Every hundred leads, you probably have one or two deals. Yeah, I had several thousand leads that are in the system. Uh, you know, over the last twelve months, and and I am kind of following up with them and or letting the automated follow up systems do their thing, and then I'm kind of checking messages and stuff. But you know, with this transition, it's been a learning curve for me with the, with the land trying to sure. figure it all yeah. out. So. You're gonna it's gonna take some learning time, but the thing is that with your house is like forget about rehabbing anything for the no. least a few years, right? No, no. My opinion, like stop rehabbing tomorrow and just focus on wholesaling everything. Because who knows what the market's going to do. And the great thing about even with land, when you're wholesaling land, it's like you're just trading paper. There's no risk at all when you're selling paper. You're just flipping paper is what you're doing, right? I love the concept, Joe. Like I, you know, I, when, I, when I, I got interested in real estate in college, so, you know, more than 20 years ago, and I wanted to be a real estate investor. And, you know, I got stuck into the, or I got drawn into the shiny object of making, you know, $50,000 plus on a, on a flip and kind of forgot about the rental portfolio goal. I mean, I do have a small rental portfolio, but you know, the margins are just not anywhere near what the seller financing margins are on, on these land deals. And I'm, that's what I'm most excited about. In fact, this deal that I'm supposed to get under contract, my first, my first lead in my first land deal I, I'm getting under contract a little bit higher than maybe you would suggest, but um, I can't I can't say no to it because with using a private lender, I'm looking at probably a seven hundred and fifty dollar a month cash flow, positive cash flow. That's just insane. So with zero money, and yeah. I mean, yeah, marketing dollars, but like because it, it's a little bit more expensive property, like it's worth ninety to hundred grand. Yeah. Uh, so when you're selling with owner financing for every one call that you get from a buyer wanting to pay cash, you'll probably get five calls from buyers wanting to own or finance. Yeah. So even in a slowing economy, maybe it's not as high as it was a year or two ago. But when you sell on terms with owner finance, that's the fastest way to wealth, in my opinion, because now you're getting monthly cash flow from that. And it is way more passive if there is such a thing, but yeah. it's way easier that monthly income from land than it is for houses because you don't have typical um, tenant and property management stuff that you have to worry about with toilets. <laughs> so and you're, you're so much less money into it too, right? You're not, you're not spending. So, okay, let's get back here though. You, you, your goal is to make, I think you wrote down here, 50 grand a month doing land or real estate. That's your kind of goal. You're 50K a month right now. 
eventually get it into a million dollars a year. So when you get to that level, it's real important to start thinking in terms of scale yeah. um, deals and you just work the numbers backwards. So let's say be conservative. Your average profit is 10 grand on a wholesale deal per month, right? And all you're doing is just wholesaling. Yeah. Um, you can work the numbers backwards if you want to make 10K a month in passive income and each of your notes are $750, you need X number of notes, right? Right. But let's just say we're wholesaling. So you need to do five deals a month. Yeah. And let's say then you're doing five deals a month and be, let's be conservative again and say you have to make 30 offers to get one deal. Right now, we're averaging about 20 to 25. We're in a new county right now in Texas and we're averaging one out of seven offers getting accepted, one out of eight, which we're offering way too much. But I thought, dang it, we're being real conservative. We're sending these deals to realtors and they're excited about these deals. So it's like, Maybe the market's been shifting a little bit in that part of Texas. I don't know. So like you should be at about 20 to 30 offers. So let's say you want to do five deals. You need to make 100 to 150 offers a month, right? So then you work the numbers backwards from there. Let's say you have to make 125 offers a month. That's your goal. And there's 23 working days in a month. You take 125 divided by 23. That's about five and a half offers a day. So you should be thinking in terms of like setting those goals that into breaking them down into things you can control. So your goal should be on your KPIs, your scorecard, whatever, your goal should be to make five offers a day or 25 offers a week. Let's say 30 off, whatever your numbers are, right? But put that on a board somewhere, put it on a whiteboard and start tracking those numbers. How many offers are you making? So how do you make five offers a day? Well, if you figure, you know, you need to get, let's say you need to get seven inbound dials, let's say eight inbound dials to make five offers. So if you need eight inbound dials, go back to the calculator again, and your average response rate is 3%, eight divided by 0.03, eight divided by 0.03, doing that right? Um, so yeah, that means, okay, sorry. You need to send about 20, 266 letters a day times five, 266 times five. So that's about 1,300 letters a week. Just kind of rough numbers. So we're breaking down the goals into things you can control. You can't control average profit of 10K. I know you know this, but you can't control the average profits 10K per deal. You can't control that your average um, uh, number of offers is 30 deals, 30 offers to get one deal, et cetera, et cetera, going down. But you can control how much mail you're sending out, how many offers you're making every day. So if you want to make five offers a day, just round numbers, you need to be sending about 1,300 letters a week. So let's say that's 1,300 letters a week. Each letter costs 85, 80 cents because you're going to get some discounts. It's going to cost you about $1,064 a week times four. It's going to cost you about $4,300 a month in marketing. That's a lot of money to some people, right? But you're also looking at making 50 grand in revenue a month from $4,200 in marketing spend. You cannot do that in houses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't do that with houses. So make sure you have one of my biggest advice to you would be on a board where you can see it. I don't know if your team is virtual or how you manage your team, but you've got to have, you got to track your numbers and hold yourself accountable to that. Then you'll figure out, okay, which counties are working, which ones aren't, which letter is working, which one isn't, what's working better, letters or texting. You should be able to know your numbers down to the point where if you send, you know, if you send um, 756 letters, you will get a deal that will average you $9,764 in net profit or something like that, right? Yeah. So you, you you figure that out by tracking your numbers. It's really important that you break that down into, now you know every week what you have to send. And if, you know, in the last week, you've only made three offers a day, you know you need to pick up the pace, 
find out what's going on. Maybe you need to send more marketing. Maybe you, you sent some marketing to a bad county. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Crystal. All right. So um, anytime you want to scale, you have to kind of track those AP, those KPIs into a marketing plan. And the marketing plan needs to be on a scorecard. And it could be on a whiteboard or a spreadsheet. I want my VA, my virtual assistant, to track and manage those numbers. I want to see every day, are our numbers being met? How many offers did we send the last week? Because that's all that matters in this business is offers. How many offers did you make? And then you'll figure out from that point, okay, well, if I want to send 1,300 letters a week and my average response rate is 3%, that's 39 leads a week. That's a lot for just one guy to do. So what I do is I have a VA that handles every incoming lead that comes in. And then before I even look at it, they will do the preliminary research on it, right? They'll go in and, and, and put into FreedomSoft the Google Map link. They'll put in the APN number, the um, parcel ID, or the, the, the coordinates. They'll also put in, uh, they'll find the property on Zillow and make sure the property's in the center of the map and then give me that link to Zillow. They'll look it up in MapRite. They'll put in the information from Priced in there to tell me how much price says I should offer, et cetera. So now when I look at that lead, this is the first thing you should outsource is like handling the voicemails that are coming in. And uh, so the, you just click a few buttons and you can research it and look to see, all right, price says I should offer 10, but looking at Zillow, I should probably offer seven. And then you just, you can do a couple things at that point. If you've got a really good VA, um, you could just Voxer the VA or write in a task in that FreedomSoft to send the seller a, an offer for 7K, right? You don't have to do it yourself. Create a task for the VA to send an offer for 7K, and then boom, you move on to the next one. Or you change the status to review, uh, send an offer, and that trigger triggers a task for the VA, right? Then you can just bang, you can go through, you know, 5, 10, 15 leads really quickly when you, when you have those kinds of statuses set up in FreedomSoft or whatever CRM you're using. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I mean, just in this first week of me looking at deals, I can see, and I, of course, I'm learning the new yeah. websites and stuff, but moving the information over to FreedomSoft like takes time. And, and but, you know, 95% of what I've done in the last week, I, I very easily, I see that I can outsource that to somebody else at the VA, yeah. other than talking to the seller. I would not outsource the talking to the seller's part. That's got to be you, right? Right. But I have, you know, you could have a VA give you links to the three best sold comps, the three best active comps. They can give you, they can pull a comp report from Priced if you want that. Uh, so there's a lot that they can do for you. And as you get more familiar with this and how it works, all of that data entry, $5 an hour activity stuff, you want to get off of your plate as soon as possible so you can just process, see the lead as it comes in. Yeah. Now, how does a VA actually send the offers for you? I use click to mail, email to mail. So, and that's something your VA can do. Mm -hmm. And then your VA does all the follow-up. This is important. Right. Any lead that comes in, you don't want to be the FreedomSoft expert, Mark. You want the VA, the virtual system to be the FreedomSoft expert for you. So they process every incoming notification, every incoming lead, whether it's a return call or a new lead or whatever. And they manage all of that. Every single lead, this is important. Every single lead in your CRM has a task assigned to somebody in the future with a date for follow-up. So that task says, send an offer, follow up in 30 days or something. And then your VA manages all of that. Where do you find these VAs? I mean, you've had VAs before, right? I have, yeah. So I, I go to Upwork. I, I'll hire, I'll do a general admin. 
executive assistant VA. They don't have to have real estate experience. They don't have to have freedom soft experience. I just want somebody who's good and reliable full-time. I'm going to hire three of them. I'm going to test each of them for a period of a week or two. I'm going to give them a bunch of little work, very detailed instructions. And I want them to not just do what I'm telling them to do, but also have some, they can do the research and figure out how to do it also themselves. I'm going to make them watch a bunch of FreedomSoft tutorial videos. Yeah. Then I'm going to go tell them to scrape five properties off of Zillow and put them into a new campaign and do this stuff, right? So then you hire the best one who gets the work done on time, who follows the detailed instructions. And nine times out of 10, doing it just like that, giving them tests, you'll find a really good VA. They Make them go through my course, make them watch all the FreedomSoft tutorial videos, and then have a daily call with them every day for at least the first few weeks. And I'm telling you, you're going to find somebody really good doing that, right? I also find good VAs on onlinejobs.ph from the Philippines, onlinejobs.ph. And you want to make sure you find some really good quality reviews, VAs with good reviews in the past. Rich, and this, this kind of relates to this third question you ask is what activities do I outsource first? And that's the first thing, right? But I wanted to share some videos that I think are going to be important for you and anybody else kind of watching this. This is my YouTube channel. If you guys have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, then you, what's wrong with you, first of all? So the, I'm going to recommend some podcasts here that, that I highly recommend. Um, this guy, uh, Vance Courtney, I did two podcasts with him, Simple Steps to Find, Hire, and Train Virtual Assistants. So if you go to my YouTube channel and just do a search for Vance V, I did one two months ago, part one, and I did uh, a few weeks later, part two. And in these, we actually give really good, um, how to, we actually dive into Upwork and create a job post and put a job description in there. So those, I'm going to recommend those two, hire, find, hire, and train virtual assistants. Some other good interviews. In addition to what I teach in the course, I like these podcasts because they just kind of inspire me. Um, you, you mentioned uh, a couple states, and this guy, Pete, is in one of them, and he's doing 500K a month. And the people in the Discovery uh, Channel came to there me and asked. There's an ad right here. Let me skip the ad. <laughs> All right. Pete, solid dude, doing 500,000 a month, flipping vacant land. That's more than I'm doing. Great interview. You'll get a lot of good uh, information in here. Have you seen this one yet? I have, yeah. Yeah, that was great. He, if you're going for the bigger deals, I recommend you do what he does. He's targeting 10 plus acres. Okay. Okay. I also, um, you know, I watched a couple of the videos with uh, Travis King. Travis King, yeah. And he really kind of piqued my interest in talking about that because yes, I, I don't like, I want to move quickly and I, and I want to make some good money like quickly. And it, it makes a lot of sense to me to target, you know, a little bit bigger, more expensive properties. So like I, I opened up my, my list to up to a hundred thousand dollars in value and up to 40 acres. Yes. Good. Right off, right off the bat. Well, so. if you're, if you're going after the bigger properties, when you're pulling your list from price, you might say only five plus acres, you know, five to 40 acres or 10 to 40 acres to only get the bigger properties. I did one or two to 40 acres, but yeah, I don't, I'm not sure why I did that, but maybe it was because of the amount of well, you won't get as many, so you just have to go much wider, right? right? You might need to pick a dozen counties in each of those states, but you'll you'll find plenty if you just yeah. add more counties to it. But if you're on my YouTube channel, again, if you go to my videos and do a search for the word Travis, you see these two videos I did with Travis. Anybody who doesn't know, he's a, he's a company that funds vacant land deals. So if you want somebody to fund your deals, this is the kind of criteria you need to have. 
right? So I recommend those two videos. And there's one more I want to recommend to you. Oh, shoot. His last number is, his last name is, uh, oh, it's Ray. Ray, 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 Ray. I think, I hope. Yes, Ray Dong. Oh, I've yeah. done two episodes with him recently. Yeah, that's him. Okay, so we, we did one about three months ago. This is one of the, my biggest, best performing videos of all time. I can't believe it. But we actually dove deep into, in Florida, because that's one of your interested markets you're interested in. We actually looked at little quarter acre lots that are priced, you know, that are selling for like thirty to $100,000. We talked like about that. In, now, infill lots, right? Infill lots, right. I don't, we tested and did what he does. And I've talked to him about this. We did it all wrong. I don't like the strategy of pricing a subdivision and sending blind offers, but it works. We've, we're working on three or four deals right now using his strategy. I would, if you're going to use this strategy and go after small little quarter acre infill lots, I still recommend the neutral letter, right? It's just easier. I send the neutral letter. Hey, do you want to sell your land? Call or text us 24 hour recorded voicemail. You're going to get more leads that way. And you got, then you're going to make more offers. But we also did a part two with him just a few days ago. That's really good as well. I recommend you check both of these out. Cool. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now, did we cover everything here? I'm looking at my notes. I got to go. My phone is ringing and I got another call coming up. Did I, I think I got the questions you asked in advance. How do you feel about what we're saying here? Yeah, it's really great advice, Joe. I mean, and I, I appreciate everything. Um, you know, the, I continue to watch and listen to you on the due diligence part of it. And I think that's just for me getting a, a feel of it and that sort of thing. Uh, but you said you have more videos that are coming out that you go over specific deals, right? Like analyzing them. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of the things I just started doing on my YouTube channel and in this new case study I'm doing is uh, every Wednesday I'm going after, I'm, I'm looking at deals and analyzing them and showing you what I would offer on them. So those are coming out Wednesday. I did one um, last Wednesday. We looked at two or three deals. It's on my YouTube channel. Go check that out as well. Um, in my course, I have that, a lot of that, but the, um, those are going to be every Wednesday. I'm calling them open office hours, deal reviews or something like that. So yeah. that'll be good. I did on my coaching call today, I did a uh, case study review. We actually looked at, I think it was this deal in Wilkes County, how we found the deal, how we made the offer. So that's going to be helpful for you. I think you're going to learn though, just as you're going to learn the due diligence process, because that was one of your questions I forgot about, but like, you're going to learn that as you do it. And one of the biggest things that's going to be most important to you is hiring a realtor to market your homes. If you're going to be doing 50 grand a month, you've got to have a realtor helping you with this. And to find the realtors, the good ones, sometimes it's, you got to make a lot of calls, try, you know, work with a bunch of them until you find one or two that actually are really good. But you can, there's a lot of things you can do. Like you can look on Zillow, Actives and Solds, look for the realtors that got good pictures of the properties, that got drone photography, that, you know, had lots of good pictures with blue sky and the horizon. Not from a phone and not from a Google Street View map image, but like, you know, realtors that put some time and effort into it. Pay them generous, pay them minimum 10% commissions on their deals. Maybe even give them a percentage of the profit if they sell it for you, right? Um, you have to look at a realtor as like somebody on your team, as a partner on your team. So you want to get a good one. You can also look at uh, land.com. If you see a realtor that's paying for the premium listing space on the land.com websites, in that market that you're in, that's a good realtor to talk to and get their help. Keep this in mind too. You're not going to get a good realtor on the lower price properties. You know, realtors typically are only going to want to be in the, you know, 30, 30 to $50,000 range and up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Hey, Mark, this has been good. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. I really appreciate all the information, Joe, and every, 
everything that you've done with the class and everything. It's I'm I'm really excited about it going forward. So, uh, would you recommend my course to anybody who's interested? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's oh, it, it's simple that you got to figure it out, but the the idea, the concept is simple, and and uh, the way that you package it all together is is really awesome. So. Well, thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. Good guys, real quick again, if you want. Go to simplelandcontract.com to get this contract, okay? That Mark is actually using, hopefully. We didn't talk about that, but you're using my contracts, right, Mark? I'm literally using, how many times have you said it? Like, just hire a coach and then just do what they do? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm just doing that. Like, <laughs> I bought everything that you've suggested. Uh, I'm, there's been no, nothing that I haven't. Nice, okay. To this point, so. Thank you, Bunchy, thank you. Uh, Content House here is asking, what site do you use to text and how much does it cost? Um, I, I cover that in my course. I've also done a YouTube video recently about that, so you can go check the guy out. But it's kind of an advanced strategy. I don't recommend texting for everybody because you can get into trouble maybe if you don't do it right. So just be aware of that. There's some risks. You might get uh, threatened with a lawsuit and you might need to pay a uh, ransom <laughs> to settle. All right. So just be aware of that. All right. I don't see any more questions here. I got to go. Thanks, Mark, for your time, man. Appreciate it. Hope yeah, this was nice. Great meeting you in person. We'll see you guys all later. Bye-bye, everybody.